a lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, and welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm Allie Klebus. And today we are going over the first theory. Allie, do you want to explain what first stands for? Yes. So the first theory essentially theorizes the order that people think that Taylor is going to be releasing her re-recordings. So if you subscribe to the first theory... You think that F, Fearless, obviously came out first, then I, 1989, then R for Red, S for Speak Now, and then last, T for Taylor Swift. So essentially, people who believe in the first theory think that that's the way that Taylor is going to release. What do you think? Do you subscribe to it? Honestly, it makes sense to me now, especially since we do know Fearless is first. Yeah. And we've heard snippets of Wildest Dreams from that horse girl movie. Spirit. <laughs> okay, Spirit. I yes. wasn't sure if it, if it was Spirited Away or that's an anime, I think. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's Spirit. <laughs> the, I'm going to call it the horse girl film. Yes. But, and that's exactly, you know, people really kind of have been, I don't know, I've seen a lot of hardcore believers that 1989 is going to be the next re-recording and I mean we did see a similar pattern when we heard the snippet of Love Story when it came out in that commercial with Ryan Reynolds and then now we're already hearing snippets of Wildest Dreams could it be the first single of 1989 that's going to be released yeah and it makes sense that she would want to get her two highest grammy awarded winning albums out first Mm -hmm. so she can get them in the movies and get them in the commercials and just get them out there since those are probably being played the most she can quickly replace them and i think it's interesting to think of it that way when i heard that she was releasing fearless first 
I thought that was a super interesting choice. And I know a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, country Taylor stands were like, wait, what about the Taylor Swift album first? You know, like a lot of we people. We need were, I'd Lie. I know. It, Taylor. Um, we also need I Heart Question Mark. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like a lot of people, when for- Fearless was first released, or, you know, when she announced that Fearless was going to be the first to be released, a lot of people were like, what does this mean for the TS album? You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and I. I think that I subscribe to the first theory. The only thing that makes me kind of second guess it is that Taylor likes to be unpredictable. And I feel like when everyone is expecting her to do it a certain way, Mm -hmm. that's when she like backtracks and switches it around. I do think 1989 will be next for sure. Pretty, I mean, (laughs) no one, you know, like I, I am not an expert, like no one, um, take that as word that that one's going to be the next, obviously. But like, I'm not completely convinced that all the other ones will follow suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll just have to see. I think it would be like a smart thing to do business wise to do it in that order. Yeah. Just going on critical acclaim. But Ali, before we delve deeper into the first theory and our thoughts we've just got to get this out of the way the three emojis on everything Ah, what the hell does that mean i'm sorry that i screamed (laughs) um okay are you is this like my go-ahead to clown for the trilogy right now i think we got to get this out we gotta just i need i need you to air it out because we're gonna get a ton of comments about it if we don't also, Cressy and I have never yet talked about this, like, to each other. Have you seen the Beltane theories and the Midsummer theories? No, but I met a girl, Justine, this past Friday. If you're in our Discord, then you've seen a picture of her tattoo. She has an Evermore tattoo on her forearm. Amazing. And she told me all of these theories. Really? So I am familiar with them, although I haven't read it, like, in front of my face myself. She has told me of them. Yeah. So shout out to Justine. I don't even, I don't want to go too in the details. Basically, oh, what was the name of that TikToker? I have to find her because we have to credit her. Wait one second. So basically, all of my knowledge about the Beltane theory in particular comes from at Kylie Harmon photo on TikTok. That's K-I-L-E-Y-H-A-R-M-O-N photo on TikTok. And basically, she had a really convincing theory. She did think that the trilogy was coming out on April 30th. And kind of like what I said in my Don't Blame Allie, the one um, from when I talked about Rebecca Harkness and um, Marjorie Finlay, at the end when I said that I was convinced that the trilogy was going to come out sooner than April 30th. Okay, obviously that was wrong. But I still kind of stand by, I'm not that surprised that it didn't come out on April 30th just because that's what everyone was expecting and Taylor never wants to do what everyone's expecting. (laughs) You know? Like, I just, I think, I still think it's coming. Anyways, back to this TikTok theory. Basically, there's all these um, things flying around that it has to do with, like, May Day and May Day has all these things to do with witches and there's all these signs from Taylor's music videos that have to do with this... Beltane holiday that has to do with witches and there's like a big bonfire which very similar to the Willow music video where all the witches are dancing around the fire people also argued that Taylor looks like a May Day queen 
in the um, Willow music video. So a lot of people were super convinced that it was coming out April 30th because that was when May Day occurs. It occurs at sunset on April 30th. Well, April 30th, May 1st, it's already passed. But now people are super convinced that it's going to happen at midsummer, which I believe is June 30th, am I, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen the movie, but I don't know the date. Yeah, basically people think it's going to now potentially be in June. And because of the three emojis and because Taylor has been tweeting the praying emojis, the angel emojis, like it all seems very like spiritual. That's even more reason. And she had the bear costume outfit, which is sort of like the bear scene in Midsummer. If you've seen the movie, you know. It also kind of makes me laugh that so many people relate the bear costume to Midsummer because I also agree and believe that, but also it's a workaholics thing. And like someone from workaholics yeah. was like, Taylor Swift must be a workaholics fan because she was wearing the bear costume. I think it's much more likely that it has to do with Midsummer just because that's way more on brand <laughs> for her. Um, I feel like and her Grammy's dress too. Oh, there's a sunflower on her Grammy's dress. That she added, right? Yeah, that she added specifically. It was like, you know, people showed pictures of it and obviously it's always been covered with flowers, but this one sunflower on the dress is like symbolic of the Beltane holiday or something. Mm. I feel like I'm explaining this horribly, but if you watch Kylie Harmon photo on TikTok, you will understand everything we're talking about. And we'll put links to these TikToks on our website. Yes. If you want to check them out for yourself. Yes, because she can explain it way better than I can. And also, I don't want to take credit for her theory because she put in so much work and detail (laughs) into that. So. So while we're on crazy theories, why don't I share why I think there's been three emojis on everything? Oh, God. So not relating to the trilogy? I think... Okay, I gotta. I saw this on Reddit first, so I'm just gonna say that this is not my original idea. But someone on Reddit said that during the Lover era, she might put medleys from the tour on her re-recorded albums. So what if she's hinting at the 1989 tour where she did a medley of Wildest Dreams and Enchanted? Oh. Because the three symbolizes speak now. Speak now. Okay. Maybe. I know I'm unhinged, but I feel like that's even <laughs> crazier. Like, I feel like that's even more, like, I know. Twisted. I also saw another theory that, um, let me pull out the screenshot so I can read it exactly. Um, 1989 is scheduled for the 4th of June. And what else did this person say? That's so oh, soon. that the 1989 era will be two albums. What? Why? Because in the music video, The Man, all of the albums Taylor is going to re-record are written on the wall, but 1989 is written twice. It is? Allegedly. It look, uh, one is written twice and one looks like you only see like half of it, I think. Oh my gosh. So some people speculate that it could be... The regular album with vault tracks and then maybe like the second one is like a, a collaborative one. Oh. But I I kind of think it could be TS seven, the original TS seven, real ones, no. That she completely scrapped and threw away. 
before reputation. Because it would be after 1989 and before Reputation. She has at least 40 unreleased songs. I think she's... No, I think she said she wrote 40 total songs for 1989. So we already have a ton of like bonus from the Vault things there. And then there's this album that none of us even know anything about. An entire album from the Vault. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh. I don't know. I don't know, but then it, like, it makes me, like, it's hard to believe that, you know, people are already so upset that, like, Folklore didn't have its moment, and then Evermore didn't have a super long moment. I don't know if I totally <sighs> see her releasing two well, albums in a month. I've got a, well, we don't know if it would be released the same month, but the, the comments about Taylor not, like, recognizing Evermore or releasing more singles or... Just giving more attention to folklore or even going back to Lover. I just, she can't. We're in a pandemic. There's no tour. Yeah. She's doing merch like crazy for everything. I feel like she's doing a pretty good job considering the amount of content she has to work with. And the fact that like, you know, the album cycle is naturally prolonged because of how many cities she goes to on tour and everything like that. Like, Mm-hmm. It does make and sense. And she, she grows up, you know, like during these tours. Like her hair yeah. even slightly changes. I mean, it's like so an entire it, year or more, probably two years sometimes. Yeah. Almost. I also, okay, I'm always on board for new music. So like part of me really likes the theory that she's going to release this entire unheard album from the vault, the, you know, the original TS7 because... One thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like, okay, so she's doing these re-recordings. She's got to feel like at some point, like, you know, people might get tired of her just releasing her old stuff over Mm -hmm. again. So she released, you know, all these albums with songs from The Vault, but then an entire album from The Vault. I just got chills. I always say that, but, like, like, it literally happens to me so many times while we record. Like, just think about how much we haven't heard yet. Because, like, there are, like, some leaks. Like, we've heard Battle. I think we put that in the Discord. I think that was supposed to be on Red. We heard some of the tracks that were from the vault on Fearless. Like, we've, we've gotten some leaks over the years, but there truly is an entire album that we know nothing about. And I think it would honestly make a lot of sense, you know... How will Taylor keep everyone compelled while she's releasing all these re-recordings? Because all of us, like all of the diehard Swifties, we're ecstatic. Like we will listen to those re-recordings. We're already Mm -hmm. on board the Taylor train. But like, how is she going to keep things interesting? Like, how is she going to keep people on their toes? Because we all know Mm -hmm. Taylor likes to keep people on their toes. Especially when we also know that she's keeping it as close to the original recordings as possible. I'm just thinking about the fact that in my brain right now, I'm like wholly convinced there's still a trilogy coming. Like you can, mm-hmm. I till well, I die. I'm Allie, going to let think me it's tell you what the all knowers said about the trilogy album. I think I already know what you're going to say. He said it was quote, super whack. Quote: The this Woodvale theory is super whack. Dot dot dot. Once again, Swifties are looking in the wrong direction. End quote. Direction. One Direction, Harry Styles. I don't know why that was the first thing my mind thought of when I saw that this person used the word direction. I was like, okay. You know what? One Direction, maybe? You know what it made me think of? What? 
you know how when she released me as the first single for lover and she said the album title is hidden in the music video and no one saw lover written for like a while you know like people missed it at first we all saw it everyone was comment i was in that live chat everyone was like oh my god the album's called lover it's called lover blah blah blah." because it was very prominent and then taylor for whatever fucking reason said in her little chat i see no one's guessed the title of the album yet I think she did that, Allie, to get people to watch the video over and over to look for more clues. Oh my god. But she she either didn't look through the comments, but we all guessed Lover. That was like the number one guess. There's even a picture of um, Taylor from the Reputation Tour video, not video, movie. And she's wearing a shirt that says Lover. Well, what... She's, she can be shady and I love it. <laughs> what makes me think... Why I brought that up, though, was when the all-knower said, you're looking in the wrong direction. I'm like, what direction in the music videos do I need to look? Like, where is it? Like, where is it (laughs) hidden in the photo? What? Like, I'm turning my head all directions right now. Like, I'm like, okay, there is a clue somewhere. There's a trilogy album. It's just not called Woodvale. Like, that's how I'm going right now. Speaking of clues, I think we should unpack the Stephen Colbert. Video. It's Colbert, by the way. Colbert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't watch him, so. Yeah. I know my high school is on that show. Fun fact. Why? Whenever I, I went to Pace High School in Pace, Florida, um, uh, one of the teachers was helping students register to vote. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was other faculty or parents were upset by that. Mm. And she was featured on the show, Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Once again, Cressy adding syllables. (laughs) Yeah, I just, it's just a remix, right? Yeah. Okay, so you were talking about how she's leaving us clues. Yes. Okay, Allie, so we need to check the clues that she had on Stephen Colbert. Yes. The very cringy very <laughs> confusing interview yeah i miss a live studio audience that's for sure but um she mentioned shake it off yes. a new york address does she have any songs that have to do with pizza because the pizza on the board i feel like is a clue as well well you know how she said he worked at that restaurant scoozies yes the pizza place? Yes. Um, Scoozies closed in 2014, the year the 1989 came out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would she toil with us like this, though? You know? I know. I know. The interview honestly seemed so scripted that I feel like her and her team, like, wrote it out to include, like, certain Easter eggs, you know? Because, like, and that was planned. it's not that funny, so it definitely doesn't sound like it was written by a team of comedy writers no (laughs) they were probably like rolling their eyes a little bit Mm -hmm. like they were like what is going on but taylor just like showed up in their emails like hey i wrote this skit we're doing it (laughs) (laughs) it was probably how she agreed to be on the show though you know yeah like she was probably like okay i want to do this interview and i'm gonna it's gonna get a lot of views because i'm gonna be really cryptic in it and then all of my fans Mm -hmm. are going to literally watch it and pour over every single detail and there's a picture of steven from 1989 on that mood board oh 
if you Google Stephen Colbert 1989, like the first picture that shows up is like prominently displayed on the mood board. Why would she be so obvious though? Is it that obvious? I mean, we just we had to look up the year the pizza place closed. <laughs> I mean, considering the other like things that we've had to do, like the holes in the fence and like mm-hmm. all these other things, like it feels way more blatant. Like she said the word shake it off, you know? Yeah. I feel like Taylor Swift fans are like major sluice at this point. I feel like we're used to looking in to every single detail. I feel like she would not say the word of what she was trying to get across. That feels too elementary. Well, maybe she's trying to get more than just her good fans excited. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's trying to appeal to the the broader public because not everyone is that insane like we are. Maybe she wants normal people to get on board with all of the Easter eggs, you know? Yeah, or even just, like, um, like psychologically. Like, they hear the names of those songs, and they think about them again. And yeah. Then, boom, there's a new album with those songs. Yeah. Well, should we go in the order of the first theory and start talking about our predictions for each of the re-recorded albums whenever they come out? Yeah. Have we said all we want to say about 1989? What do we think is going to come first? Other than Wildest Dreams, ignoring that. I mean, I think we should talk about the collaborators. Ooh. Like the potential collaborators on 1989. Mm -hmm. I think Harry Styles is an obvious one. Ooh. It would be. I've been listening to him all day, so it would be great. I feel like that's like. A fan pipe dream, you know? Like, I feel like everyone would go crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the complications on her personal life would be for, like, bringing her ex-boyfriend onto her re-recorded album. Yeah. But her and Joe seem, like, in a pretty healthy state, so I feel like bringing Harry Styles on wouldn't, you know... I think if she did that... them. It would be a surefire number one song. Like, it would yeah, be a number there's one. there's no way it would. Like, it it just would. But I, I just don't see it happening, you know? Yeah. I think that that one's, like, a reach. I think it would be amazing. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know how probable it is. Um, another popular theory, we talked about this last time, but we didn't end up including it in the edited version. Um... And another popular theory about the 1989 re-recordings is that Katy Perry will be a collaborator. That would be cool. And Katy did mention on American Idol that she would love to work with Taylor. Yeah. Recently. In the last few weeks. I think that that would be interesting because Katy is such a pop icon. I actually, like, I've worked with a couple women who are, you know, maybe 10 to 15 years older than me who love Katy Perry. Like, I'm talking, mm-hmm. we're, like, diehard fans for Katy Perry, like I am for Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, Allie. I just had another crazy theory. What? What if she said, you need to calm down, and the Stephen Colbert music video... Because, because of Katy And maybe there are other people in that video that she collapsed with. I mean, that would Maybe be. that's why she brought it up. Because, like, otherwise, like, that's her first album that she owns, so otherwise it makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah. She's not trying to get sales on Lover right now. Okay. 
Beyond Collaborators, I have another theory about the 1989 re-recordings. What? I think, and you all know that 1989 has never been my era. I'm trying very hard. I watch the world tour all the time. I love the tour. (laughs) I've been trying to listen to it from start to finish. I have been getting on board the 1989 train, and something that has really stuck out to me about the 1989 album is, like, the high energy. Like, there's hardly any slow songs in 1989. The majority Mm -hmm. are fast, upbeat, happy, energetic songs. I think that it's possible that some of the vault songs will be, like, slower, maybe sadder, maybe, you know, like... I don't know what, but I I think it's possible that we'll see, like, a different side of 1989 Mm -hmm. in the vault songs. Yeah, 1989 is so sonically cohesive that I think what wasn't included will sound different because it wasn't included for a reason, you know? Like, they all go together. Like, you can listen to the album in order or in shuffle, and it works. Yeah. So I feel like these vault songs may not fit that bill. Yeah. Which is exciting. I think that is. But speaking of slower and sadder songs, shall we move on to the next album in the first theory? Yes. And before we get too deep into that, I do want to mention that the All Knower Twitter account tweeted that Taylor's next album will be summer, so possibly 1989, and then fall. And that's all that's planned right now. There's nothing that's planned further than that, but it's still a possibility that there could be one in the winter. You know, it's not just these two this year. There could be more. But it totally makes sense for 1989 to be June, if that is correct. And I don't know the month that Red would be, but that is such a fall album. Yeah, that is true. It makes sense. And people, like, have associated Red with fall since mm-hmm. its inception. I mean, like, I feel and like... Sp- and Speak Now kind of feels wintry, so... Because of Back to December. <laughs> and Enchanted kind of reminds me of, like, Yeah. Gives me some New Year's vibes. It definitely feels like there's, like, snow flurries coming down from the sky. Mm-hmm. Very, like, magical. I think that if Red came out during any other time of the year but fall people would be pissed. Yeah. Like, people want it to be a fall album. Like, people say, oh, the leaves are changing color. Let me go ahead and listen to some red. Yeah. Like, just imagine summer of 1989, fall of red. It just works. So what predictions do you have in terms of the re-recording of red? I don't know. I really don't. I don't. I really hope that we will get the 10-minute version of All Too Well. I feel like that will be a vault version. Yeah. The original one will be the, like, regular, like, four-minute song. And then she'll have, like, from the vault, the full version. Because I can't imagine her not doing an, an original, like, as close to the original as possible. Yeah. I think that I agree with that. And I think that's kind of, like, a special thing to fans. Like, I'm not sure if super... Or I'm not sure if people who aren't super red fan Or even just super Taylor Swift fans will get as on board with the all too well, you know, 10, 12 minute version. Yeah. You know, like, like the super fans will, but I feel like that will almost be like a love note to us. The Mm -hmm. stands. 
We also know with all too well that she says the F word. So I am also predicting we're going to get more cursing in these vault tracks. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, and like for, you know, her more mature audiences, she's no longer censored, you know, Mm -hmm. she's doing whatever the fuck she wants, you know, Mm -hmm. like she can say whatever words that she wants that were originally intended in the song. I can't wait. I want to know when the F-bomb comes in all too well. Same. I need it. My fucking scarf is still in the drawer at your sister's <laughs> house. Send me back my fucking scarf. Yeah, we need a rock version of All Too Well where she just screams. I've also been thinking, oh my god, if she included um, We Are Never Getting Back Together rock version. Ooh, that would be good. Maybe that could be like a vault track. because Or a I, bonus track. I guess it would technically be a bonus track. I honestly enjoy that version more than i enjoy the original even though the original is also mm-hmm. great i've also been kind I love of the grunts yes i've also been like ri- like um racking my brain all day about what artists go with what album you know like when fearless came out you know she came out with Marin morris and keith urban both of which make very like both of which make a lot of sense for a country re-recording. Red's kind of hard to peg, you know? Like, because Red's country, but it has so many pop influences mm-hmm. that I've been really, like, thinking about who would be involved in the vault tracks. Obviously, she toured with Ed Sheeran on Red. Mm-hmm. And they had everything has changed. Yeah, and, he, and she also has a song with Gary Lightbody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ed Sheeran fits the red mold so well, but because, I mean, they've already collaborated on her albums multiple times. I don't know if she would bring him on for a vault track, but I'm like having a hard time predicting who fits that mold well. Mm -hmm. You know who would be great if they didn't tweet mean things about Taylor Swift or like mean things about Taylor Swift on Twitter? Casey Musgraves. Yeah. Was she popular in 2012? No, but I neither was Marin Morris in the mm-hmm. time of Fearless. You know, oh, I true. think she's kind of making it more relevant to the time. Well, Casey Musgrave sucks to suck. I know. I mean, but like because like she has so many pop influences in her music too. Like I feel like she would mm-hmm. be the perfect fit. But you blew it. She did blow it. What single do we think will be first from Red? Okay. Wow, that's hard. Okay, so We Are Never Getting Back Together was a single. Yes, that's the original one. That was the first one for Red? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the second one was? No. I oh, was it I Knew You Were Trouble? Maybe. That sounds correct. Yeah, okay. So she did sing I Knew You Were Trouble in the Artist of the Decade performance. So she obviously holds that song in high acclaim. Mm-hmm. True. I feel like that could be a potential first release. I feel like I hear that one on the radio more than I hear We Are Never Getting Back Together. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's just so hard because so, they would all be good. State of Grace would be good. Holy Ground would be good. The title track, Red, that would be good. I also am really excited for holy ground because of how the instrumentals improved from yes, original fearless drums yes 
Like, I feel like Holy Ground is going to be incredibly elevated. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. Ugh. Okay. Let's move on to speak now. All right. So something that we have talked very heavily about in our Discord is whether or not we think Taylor Swift is going to re-record Better Than Revenge. What do you think? I think she's going to. You think she will? I think she will. I think she's going to flip the narrative to be more about re-recording her masters. Okay. And getting revenge business-wise. Yes. Um, Maybe keeping the lyrics close or even the same, but maybe like a music video. Yeah. With that narrative. But she's just, she's really emphasize how close she wants to keep these albums and i can't see her not doing it at all i can see her making a statement about it or maybe including the woman it was about like in a music video or something yeah kind of making it more girl power um i just can't see her completely scrapping it yeah i think because it was such a popular song you know, I mean, it was never a single, but I feel like a lot of people know the song. Olivia Rodrigo posted a video singing it. Like, I feel like a lot of people really clung to it. I think because it is so different from everything we had heard from Taylor at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of fits the mold of, like, her, like, vengefulness and, like, picture to burn and, like, should have said no. But, like, I feel like people really love that song and... Something that was mentioned in the, in the Discord was, you know, keeping it in that time frame, you know, and it kind of does fit that, like, high school point of view of when your guy leaves you for someone else and mm-hmm. you think it's for bad reasons. But um, in case you don't know what we're talking about, Taylor has openly come out and said that she would never perform better than Revenge again mm-hmm. because of its um, obvious slut shaming. Mm-hmm. And how slut-shaming has affected Taylor throughout her life. I would really love to see... I want to still see it on the album, but kind of like what you said, I want to see it reworked in some way that puts a new light on it. Yeah, I think she could really turn it into a moment of really openly talking about slut-shaming, specifically slut-shaming that women do to other women. Mm -hmm. I think she could really turn it into something positive. Do and start a discussion. Yes. Who do you think could be a potential collaborator on Speak Now? Um, not John Mayer. <laughs> not Adam Young. No. Um, not Joe Jonas. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, maybe. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, they're really maybe. good friends. So I mean, oh my god, what if she did better than Revenge with Joe? That like because it's kind of like punky moment. He's kind of punky. I mean, he's very, he used to be extremely punky. <laughs> I think he still is. Like, DNCE was kind of like an artsy, you know, sidestep from him. Certainly yeah. way more, like, artsy than, like, what Nick Jonas, Nick Jonas was a little more mainstream, you know? Oh, and they would have so much fun doing it, too. Yeah. They would have a blast. Hell, bring Sophie Turner in it. <laughs> like, yes. that whole line. Like, I don't know. I, like how she includes Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively and things. She could include Joe and Sophie. I could see it. And obviously since like Sophie and her have like been interacting on social media. Like- Whoa, what if it's like Game of Thrones themed? 
I think that's. I think I've that's never a bit seen of that show, dream. but I don't know. I think there's some murder in there, right? I mean, she did say Game <laughs> of Thrones was one of her favorite shows, so we all know mm-hmm. Taylor has good taste because, yes. Do you have any remaining thoughts on the Speak Now re-recordings? I feel like it's so hard to predict certain things because it's like, Yeah, Taylor. we don't know when it's going to happen. Ugh. It feels like it would be a good winter album. I really, I just, like, went late winter, early spring. Ugh, something about, like, the long purple dress just reminds me of winter for some reason. Um and the I deluxe would... version had her in the red dress, which felt very Christmassy. I feel like maybe I remember the deluxe version coming out around Christmas. I don't know if I'm making that up in my brain. Yeah. Ooh. Taylor, listen to us. We need more perfume. It's been we... so long. Give us more perfume. I would love the Wonderstruck. Um, <laughs> I just spoke with someone recently about not that they hated the smell of Wonderstruck perfume. And I was like, um, well, I wore that like throughout my entire high school experience. I still have that, but I haven't worn it since high school because someone told me it smelled like old lady. Really? Oh my God. But I still wear a Taylor Swift Incredible Things. And it's not made anymore, so I have to buy it on eBay every time it, it's I, I run out of it. Yeah. And it gets more and more expensive every time since it's not made anymore. And one day I'm going to run out of this. This is a, um, it's not infinite, not infinite supply. What's the other word in economics? Oh, they don't... it's in high demand? No. Demand versus supply? A, a finite, a finite amount. Yeah. Wow. Very academic tonight. But I, I do love me some incredible things. Yes. Shall we move on to the Taylor Swift namesake album? Allie, picture this. It's Christmas time. Oh my god. There's a gift box set of all of Taylor's perfumes. Like a like vintage rerun of it? Like like maybe like smaller bottles, like like Honestly, bigger than a sample, but like the larger tubes. I don't know. Buy it. I would buy it. Oh, we would. All the stands would buy it. Everyone who has ever worn it in their life would buy it. Yes, you know and they, they could be the decorated recipe. with a new. They could whip it up. <laughs> they could whip. What do you call in the it kitchen? <laughs> Concoction. Yes. Oh, it can't be that hard. They could bring it back. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get incredible things made, like physically go to one of those websites where you add the ingredients yourself and get it made, <laughs> but I can't find the ingredients anywhere. Yeah. So if y'all know how to make incredible things, please tell me. I will buy it from somewhere. I am running out. <laughs> it is my scent. It smells so good. They put magic in it. That's probably what, what it was. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Any uh, final thoughts on Speak Now, Allison? I think that's everything I have. Shall we move on? finish up with Taylor Swift, the OG. Debut. I heart question mark. I'd lie. They're going to be included. Permanent marker. I want... (laughs) I mean, I feel like those vault songs, at least in my mind, like I've always been the most familiar with those vault songs. Me too. Yeah, like, I feel like, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if it's because, like, maybe that was what she was, like, performing before she became really popular, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's why those songs have 
resonated so well. And also maybe because that was when we were on YouTube looking up those songs, you know, like at that age. Yeah. Like we couldn't afford iTunes. We were just YouTubing everything. (laughs) Do you like, I feel like it would be absolutely like an out of body experience to be 31 year old Taylor Swift. Your life is completely different. You're on the top of your game. You are a living legend and you go back and you're re-recording songs that you wrote when you weren't even a teenager yet. Yeah. Like, Tim the McGraw outside? Is definitely going to be featured. Who? Tim McGraw. Oh, Tim McGraw. I mean, yeah, there's I no will chance. say, I will say at the, the Nashville Reputation Tour when Tim McGraw and Faith Hill were the surprise guests and they sang Tim McGraw, uh, Tim McGraw forgot a lot of the words. Really? So, Tim, if you're listening, freshen up. My dude, your time's coming. Oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Like, she probably just, like, didn't even care. She was, like, just throwing Tim McGraw on stage. Like, you don't even have to rehearse. Yeah. That's incredible. I... I feel like... It's going to be kind of weird for her, because the TS album is most likely coming last, if the first theory is true, if it is accurate, if it does come to fruition... I feel like that's going to be a moment that's going to feel like my child walking across the graduation stage, <laughs> like, or like something like that, yeah. you know, like I feel She's like. She's literally ending where we started. And I just think it's like, I've held so many onto so many of those songs still. Like, I mean, should have said no picture to burn still probably one of my, our like, song, our song, like, Still some of my, like, most streamed songs, you know, every year since it was released. That's her impact. And then she's going back and recording these songs that just feel so different, you know? I mean, and it's going to be just like Fearless was for us, you know? And I feel like we might miss some of the innocence in her voice and, like, things like that. But, like, I feel like it's just going to be such a moment I'm just like I my mind is just kind of boggled at how I think she's going to handle it you know like how do you Mm -hmm. rework your original album like fearless you know obviously was more carefully constructed than the TS album you know the TS album is pure pure innocence pure like just the first song she ever wrote like I just it's going to be weird to see a take from Taylor Swift, the musician that she is today, going back to those original songs that mm-hmm. she wrote when she was not famous. I think it w- it's the perfect way to end these re-recordings for now, until we can get reputation, of course. Yeah. I do have a thought about the reputation re-recordings when they're able to be re-recorded. What are they? So you know how everyone always talks about how Reputation has more love songs than Lover? Mm -hmm. I think that there's even more love songs out there from Reputation. Like, I feel like because they already included so many love songs in the Reputation album and because that's really not the, like, message of Reputation as a whole, I bet, like, a lot of those vault songs are more love songs because that was the time that she met Joe, that she was falling in love. Mm -hmm. And I could easily see, like even more sappy love songs like being like kind of thrown out in terms of the overall album. 
Like, the fact that there's already so many on there, I feel like there's probably more. I bet that there's more angry songs that we won't get. That we won't get because she doesn't want to, like, stir up that drama again? I I mentioned this in our predictions episode, that with Evermore, she was done. Like, it's time to go. Yes. With Carly, with Kim, with Kanye, with all of those people who wronged her, then I think she's done talking about it. And I think with vault songs any more angry songs about it it's going to be resurfacing those memories that were clearly very traumatic for her i mean she went in hiding for a year it's no joke yeah i don't i don't know if she would want to revisit that and taylor has also said y'all that she doesn't go to therapy what which is insane yeah taylor has said she's never seen a therapist which is fucking crazy to me so maybe she has since then but like if she's not going to therapy, I don't think she should unleash the angry songs that didn't make it to reputation. I think it's crazy that she hasn't gone to therapy because everyone should go to therapy, especially yeah. someone under especially someone under the amount of stress that Taylor's under. Mm-hmm. But I also can see why maybe she has never gone to therapy because if you're a famous person, if you're Taylor fucking Swift telling yeah. your innermost like innermost feelings to someone, Imagine how much that therapist could be paid off, you know, to, like, spill those secrets. Exactly. And that's, like, I mean, how would you ever feel able to trust enough to, like, say everything you need to say to a therapist, you know, for it to... And we know she journals a lot, so she has some sort of outlet, but I just think everyone should go to therapy, regardless (laughs) of your mental health status. Yes. What re-recorded album are you most looking forward to to kind of wrap up 1989. I mean, I... 1989. I I will be maximum crusty (laughs) when that comes out. Like, if any of y'all have seen The Good Place, Maximum Derek. Yeah. I'm going to be maximum crusty. (laughs) It's going to be great. Do you feel like if 1989 comes first, like, I mean, comes next, you know, in the first theory... Do you feel like you're going to be less excited for the following albums? Um, I don't think necessarily less excited, but I don't think I'm going to lose as much sleep. Yeah. I'll I'll definitely lose sleep for some red though. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm in a special sort of scenario because with each of these re-recordings, I'm getting one step closer to reputation with each one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like I'm like I'm locked and loaded. Just, like, even Mm -hmm. if the first theory is not even, like, never comes to fruition, even if she releases it in a completely different way, like, we all know reputation is going to be last. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I love that. Like, I feel like I'm going to be so invested throughout the entire thing. I mean, we're going to be invested either way. But, like, my cherry on top is literally coming last. Yeah. It's just so hard to think about because it's so far away. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's going to be here before we know it, though. Yeah. I hope she's, like, recording a documentary right now of her process, re-recording everything. That would be great. (laughs) I mean... She's got a contract with Disney Plus for three films. She's got two. We need the third. I could definitely see it being that then. Or it could be an entire film on the trilogy that is soon to be released. Yeah, because I still want a documentary on Evermore. Yeah. 
I mean, people are going to be really upset if we don't get those ever more long pawn sessions. Yeah, but I mean, they can deal. Like Taylor has fed us so much. She has given us so much. It's just hard for me to feel sorry for people who are like, Taylor, why aren't you doing more singles? Like she's busy. Okay. She has given more than she, Taylor has given more to us in this past year than most artists do their entire career. I mean, yes, it's true. And And good shit, like charting shit. The Swifty fandom as a whole, we are entitled, entitled and (laughs) extremely well fed. Like, I feel like we're just like the spoiled children that are just like, oh, you've given us this much already. Like, let's take a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Everyone's like more, 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 more. And Taylor is human without a therapist, y'all. We gotta cut (laughs) her some slack. Give her some rest. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Good for a Weekend. We'd love to know your thoughts on all the re-recordings that are to come. So if you aren't in the Discord, check out our show notes and join us. We'd love to hear everything you have to say. Also visit our website, gfaweekend.com, for all of the things we mentioned in this episode, specifically those TikToks that Mm -hmm. Allie mentioned if you want to learn more about the trilogy theory. And you can also find us online on the social media sites, including Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Uh, We have a Tumblr, but I never update it ever. (laughs) All at GFA Weekend. And our subreddit is r slash good for a weekend. Yes. And with that said, I hope that you all have a good weekend. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Jifa out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park